potatoes, enough of this boob tube twat. Oh, it's on, time bro. for our meeting about the annual boarding house Halloween party. Hey, Grandpa, can Gerald and I help out this year? Oh, no, Arnold. Halloween is a serious business, and it's not for kids. No, 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 Arnold. The purpose of Halloween is to scare the living daylights out of everyone until they scream bloody murder and beg for mercy. Ho, 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 I do love a good Halloween prank. And this year, we're gonna do it better than ever. Now go to bed. Greetings, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast. Where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. <laughs> My name's Joey. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> There's absolutely no way that that's going to be picked up by the microphone. <laughs> oh, I think it'll be picked up. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, Brett's here. And yeah. He's already being pessimistic about everything. <laughs> it's fair to think whispering is a bad idea on a podcast. <laughs> but this is a hell of an opening for Podtober. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the first episode Whew. of the month. Yeah, um, we're talking Arnold's Halloween. Yeah, I think a great way to kick it off. Yeah, this is episode one twenty six. Yeah. Um, yeah, people seem to love Arnold. Oh yeah, hey, you love Arnold. Arnold's great. Yeah, who doesn't? I'm okay with it. Huh. I'm just okay with it. I think uh, I think I appreciate Arnold now. Uh, uh, I appreciate it more now. Because mm-hmm. I, I realized like it didn't start to what ninety six, uh, around then. Um, okay, later. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah. And uh, I think ninety six, I just had like my attention had waned from Nickelodeon. Mm. So you're grown up. Wow. I had no experiencing I was, new things. <laughs> was like nine, say, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, but for some reason, I just don't associate Arnold as as like when I was really watching Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I think I missed a lot of it. Man, for me especially, like the first season or two are really like vivid in my mind. Still. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have no problem with it now. Um, I just don't have the same reaction. Hmm. But I'm happy we're doing this episode. Yeah. It's a fun way to start Podtober. It's a very, it's a 30 minute Arnold, which is unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very Halloweeny. Very Halloween, yeah. very uh, October-y, fall-y. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Reeks with it. Reeks of it. <laughs> um, we're in October. The uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark miniseries Carnival of Doom is approaching. Uh, we look forward yeah. to looking at that. We probably won't We won't talk about it until after Podtober, but uh, uh, I certainly look forward to watching it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if look forward is the right <laughs> way to say it, but we'll yeah. wa- We'll watch it. Yeah. 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 And uh, we'll anticipate that it's not going to be amazing yeah maybe. probably but maybe it will be I don't know. maybe we'll tempering maybe expectations we'll. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 definitely uh well this episode of arnold aired uh on a monday october 27th mm. 1997 wow i like that halloween yeah. week yep yep good lead up and then it's season two episode 11 uh, some places have it listed as earlier in season two but 11 seems to be the correct uh hmm. episode order um, and so here's a few things that happened in October of 1997. Uh, the U.S. launches nuclear-powered uh, Cassini to Saturn. So like oh, a satellite yeah. that uh, would do some uh, research for Saturn. Uh, the coldest World Series game in history is played October of 1997 in our very hometown, Cleveland, oh. uh, versus the Marlins. It was 38 degrees. Oof. Huh. <laughs> Brisk. <laughs> uh, 
but it'd be fun to say you were at the coldest World Series game ever. Yeah. Probably not fun but to be there, you, but fun to say <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, the U.S. releases the redesigned $50 bill with uh, mm. Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. Another Ohio boy. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, that's you nice. Kind of, you kind of have a Grant feel. Oh, do, do I? Well, yeah. yeah, like the facial hair matches and... Yeah. Hmm. You wear a lot okay. of medals and... I mean, I don't know so much about him to... <laughs> he always has his union <laughs> uniform on. <laughs> um, and I think he was a pretty laid back. He liked writing. Oh, he liked okay. art. All right. In fact, actually, if you've never... Anybody out there, if you've never checked out Ulysses S. Grant's paintings, they're very good. Really? Good landscapes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Interesting. John, John... Hard, hard curve here. John Denver dies in a plane crash, um, which I remember that news i feel like i was old enough that like i remember that news hmm. um like him a lot uh and chris farley hosts snl which would be his last public appearance before his death later that year yeah. Yeah. uh tv uh shows that premiered in october of 1997 the men in black animated series Ooh. i think we might have talked about it before i think you like it a lot don't yeah you? it's great <laughs> like, the animation's really unique and like good looking and it's just like it's written well. It's good. Okay. I like the series. Like the, the movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I assume yeah. that the show's probably good. Yeah. Uh, Bear in the Big Blue House, which is a Mitchell Kriegman uh, oh, show. Yes. I've never, never seen it, but uh, I know people like it. Yeah. That's when it aired? For the first time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? You know that? That late you, in the 90s? You know that show? I remember it. Huh? I think Chris's cousin liked it, and I hated it because of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. I just didn't realize that it was so late in the 90s. Uh, I, I, I could be wrong. I could always be wrong. Uh, over the top with uh, Tim Curry and Steve Carell, which I thought sounded interesting. It was a 12-episode run, I think, on ABC. It was a sitcom, but that, that combo sounds fascinating. Tim Curry and Steve Carell. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over the top. Over the top is Man. what it was called. Mm-hmm. Not the arm wrestling movie? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't, it'd be funny if it was like was a spin-off. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, a show called Raging Planet also premieres. Hmm. Uh, music, number one hits. Uh, four Seasons of Loneliness by Boys to Men for one week. Uh, and then the rest of the month, Candle in the Wind by Elton John. Uh, this being after Princess Diana had just passed. Uh, also, come uh, other albums come out that month. Uh, Apex Twins release an album. Uh, one of my favorite albums of the '90s, Everclear. So much for the Afterglow is released mm. that month. Uh, H2O has an album. Matthew Goodband releases an album. Janet Jackson. Uh, Green Day releases Nimrod uh, in October of 1997. Rick James, Salt and Pepper, uh, Shakira, Elvis Costello, The Cure, uh, Mace's album Harlem World, which I really love. Uh, Hole, Fish, and another one of my 90s favorites, G-Love and Special Sauce. Yeah, it's that easy. <laughs> what a month. What a month, yeah. yeah. A, a very Not enough allowance to buy all that. Yeah. But you, I know you were rocking Nimrod. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's one of those albums that I feel like no matter what person's house I was at, like I, that album was sitting around. Oh, everyone had it. Yeah. That's great. That was good. Uh, movies uh, for two weeks, Kiss the Girls. Okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, Morgan Freeman, I think. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then for two weeks, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, perfect week to release it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or month. Uh, and then also that comes out in October of 1997, Boogie Nights. Oh, 
love Paul Thomas Anderson. Funny, I was just listening to Quentin Tarantino talk about what he, the one thing he didn't like about Boogie Nights. Ooh, which was? <laughs> it, it was the Burt Reynolds character. Uh, he has like a pretty memorable line in it where he's like, I think this is like my masterpiece or something like that. I've, I've listened to this too. Ah. Yes. <laughs> and he just thinks it's the character wouldn't think that. Like the, right. Yeah, like, a, a director would know their best work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that wouldn't have been it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you have a favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Um, man, do you? Uh, yeah, there will be blood. Oh, there will be blood. I like that a lot. Um, I feel like I'm just not thinking of them all. Um, I mean, I love Boogie, Boogie Nights. I love, Ma- might be love Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, Master, Inherent Vice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, Boogie Nights is probably my personal favorite. I mean, it's like the most aesthetically pleasing to me. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Are you familiar with any of this stuff? I have no opinion one way or the other. Perfect. I do like (laughs) There Will Be Blood. Oh, cool. I guess that's my favorite. uh, Or Punch Drunk Love is the only two I think I've seen. Mm. Adam Sandler's performance in Punch Drunk Love, I think, is just one of the favorites. It is great. Yeah. Uh, also come out that month, one of my favorites, starring Harlan Williams, uh, Rocket Man. Oh, very <laughs> nice. <laughs> if, you're, if you're interested in an uh, astronaut farting on Mars. <laughs> uh, another one of my favorites, oh man, this month was great, Bean the Movie. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Which I think I dragged everybody to yeah, <laughs> at some point. And what a great movie that is. It is. So good. It is phenomenal. Uh, and it holds up. I've watched it recently. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. They could be a contender for like most underrated movie. Yeah. Well, it was and a who. I, from what I understand, it was a huge hit in England. Oh, like oh. people went crazy for it. Well, and then Rowan it, Atkinson is a huge hit in England. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Like they're still putting out Johnny English movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, know. I think they're on number four. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, it just didn't translate to the U.S. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Um, the Devil's Advocate also comes out that month, mm. which is a cool movie. Yeah, cool. And then one that I, really has just grown on me over time, even though it was forced on me in science class, is Gattaca. Oh, that <laughs> is really good. And I saw it for the first time in science class. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We probably had the same teacher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's a cool movie. Yeah, it is good. And then finally, video games. Uh, GTA for Windows is released. Age of, Empire- wow. <laughs> Age of Empires, uh, Mortal Kombat 4, and Blade Runner are all released. For some, I think most of those are PC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the greatest lineup. Mm. Mortal Kombat Four maybe is okay. Yeah. Maybe well, they're holding off for November. Get those Christmas sales. Ah, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, well, should we kick off uh, Podtober and talk a little Arnold's Halloween? Let's do it. An underwhelming title, I think. Oh yeah. I think, me? I think. I uh, think. I think we'll up it. Oh yeah. At first, I thought that too. I was like, oh, what an unoriginal title, but it's kind of accurate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, you're right. Yeah, it's definitely accurate. <laughs> like, yeah. but at first I was like, Arnold's Halloween. Oh, cool. Wow, yeah. they uh, really... Uh, <laughs> but that is still... Took some time. <laughs> then I watched the episode. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, this episode is definitely like Arnold's Halloween. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I did blow it off until is you it said Arnold's that. Halloween? It yeah. is like, is it, it is. Uh, uh, no, it's definitely Arnold's. Yeah, he has like the control over it. Him and Gerald are co-pilots here. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. But, I mean, Arnold's the name of the show. So I just that... think it seems like they rushed it. Like, <laughs> like oh, we need a name. It's airing in an hour. They're oh, holding man. the tape in their hands. Like, it's going in. 
What do we write on it? <laughs> TV guide is calling. <laughs> what do we put up? <laughs> All right. Okay. So the the episode starts with a camera panning through the Halloweenified city and into the boarding house where Arnold and Gerald are watching an alien invasion show on TV. Oscar makes fun of their choice, but when UFO Tonight comes on afterward, he, Ernie, and Mr. Wynn perk up. Next, it's UFO Tonight with your host, Douglas Kane. UFO Tonight? I love this show! UFOs, flying saucers. They loom large in the imagination, but indeed, do they exist? We now know that this Earth is watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. We are scrutinized and studied this small, spinning fragment of solar driftwood. As your host and reporter and writer and producer, I will be your guide on your quest to make contact on UFO Tonight. They watch the introduction, but then Grandpa turns off the TV and tells them it's time to plan the annual Halloween party. Mr. Wynn starts listing everyone's costumes, but er Ernie gets mad that he's been assigned the executioner instead of his (laughs) usual Frankenstein, and soon all of the adults are arguing. Love when the boarders fight. Yeah. Um, uh, It was a great start with, like, Grandpa, like, yelling at the kids to go to bed that Halloween's not for them. (laughs) There was a good moment there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, UFO Tonight. I wish that show was real. I'd, I'd definitely watch it. I think it was based off of the real, like bogus ufo shows that were on at the time oh really you know? i always i thought like there maybe it was a take on unsolved mysteries but uh yeah i think he might have i think the guy from unsolved mysteries might have uh, hosted one of those ufo shows oh, at one point. okay huh um but you know, that's kind of the we had that it I got. it was not great it was just a it was kind of like a hack show yeah, yeah. yeah. you didn't miss anything if you didn't see him. good to know <laughs> i will not pursue <laughs> Um, seeing the alien shows on TV gives Arnold and Gerald the idea to ditch their usual plans for Halloween and instead spend it scaring the adults. Our usual Halloween plan, Arnold? No, Gerald. This year, I think the grown-ups need a good scare, and I think it should involve aliens. Meanwhile, at Helga's, Bob is being typically dismissive of her as he tells his poker buddies about the time he was supposedly abducted by aliens. Happened nearly 20 years ago. I was driving a pickup full of cut-rate Canadian transistors across North Dakota. All of a sudden, the radio starts acting funny. Grass all around me's blowing flat, and there's this weird light coming from all directions. Next thing I know, I'm wandering around in the parking lot of the Royal Fork Smorgasbord. How the heck did that happen? Did anyone else see the flying saucer, Bob? Nope. I was the only witness. You don't believe me, do you? Mark my words, flying saucers do exist. And we're going to see aliens someday, and they're going to look exactly like that. I like this little uh, flashback. Uh, Bob, like, driving in the middle of the woods by himself. (laughs) It just feels really... definitely a whole different side of Bob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, This episode was also very Bob-heavy. Yeah. Very Bob-heavy. Yeah. And I like Bob in that, I mean, he's an annoying character, but, like, I like to watch him, you know, as a character. Yeah, both Helga's parents are just very, it's a fascinating dynamic that, like, I don't think any other animated kid show has. Yeah. Like, the broken kind of, they're married still, but it's like a broken house. Yeah. Um, And that really makes them, like, interesting as characters. It makes them kind of, like, you don't like how they're treating Helga, but... Don't even get her name right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Helga takes Bob's alien sketch back to the vacant lot and convinces the other kids to dress up as aliens to scare the adults. And we're gonna look exactly like this. But Helga, I wanted to go as pirates. No, Vikings. How about clowns? We're all going as aliens because the whole purpose of Halloween is to scare people and make them give you candy. Now here's the deal. Rhonda, Nadine, and Eugene get the silver fabric. Sit. You scrounge up some foil. We're gonna need lots and lots of foil. Harold, you get the face paint. Hey, football head and tall hair boy. You in or out? Out. We've got something planned on Halloween night. Hey, what if you guys all come as aliens to my house? We're having a party. Yeah! All right! Wait a minute. You're inviting the whole class over? There'll be your alien invasion. It's perfect. If we time this right, we'll scare Grandpa and the boarders right out of their minds. It seemed to happen pretty quickly, too. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Didn't take too much convincing. <laughs> you got to an get episode to get to here. Yeah. Right. We have this great plan. No, not that plan. This plan. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that sounds good. But maybe that is true to how kids are. Just like. Yeah. I just felt that, like, Helga didn't. In other episodes, probably would have like made fun of Arnold for his stupid plan, but then done it anyways, and she just kind of stood there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And then the scene was over, and I was like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> it was weird. It definitely <laughs> felt rushed. Yeah. So later, when Helga finishes putting on her costume, she tries to scare Bob, but he barely notices her. Which, I like this scene. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny, but also depressing, too. It's like, right. Uh, yeah, can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, at the boarding house, the party is raging while Arnold and Gerald set up for their invasion of the ro- on the roof. I mean, I'd watch a whole episode of just the boarders having their Halloween party. It oh, is yeah. really good. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. Um, and I liked uh, Mr. Wynn and Ernie both showing up as Frankenstein. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very funny. Also kind of weird that they, like, dictated who... Yeah, that was weird. got to be what... <laughs> Deciding what costumes were. The embarrassment of two people with the same costume would just be too much. Actually, that kind of makes it funny. That's the reason why they were doing Even more funny. Like, that's the reason why they were doing it, and then it happened anyway. Like, it right. ended up happening. Anyway. <laughs> um, would, I guess that would be pretty embarrassing to show up to a Halloween party as an adult and have the same thing on as someone else. I'd feel kind of weird um, about it. I mean, maybe if you were, like, really going all out. On your costume, and yours was the worst version. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great point. Like, yeah, if you had put effort into it, and yours was worse. <laughs> yeah, it's a real shameful thing. Um, when Arnold and Gerald see their friends dressed in the alien costumes heading down the sidewalk, Gerald interrupts the jukebox with a radio broadcast announcing that aliens have landed. Why are you Douglas Kane, host of UFO Tonight, sends his assistant Smitty out searching for aliens, and he picks up Gerald's broadcast in his van. 
Everyone is on edge from the news, and when the kids show up at the boarding house in their alien costumes, the boarders lose it. Yeah. I like that they're, uh, I like the aliens that they decide to go, like, silver and red, like the red bands. Yeah, it is cool. Kind of a cool look. Man, that's, uh, that vein thing on costumes. Very disturbing. We might talk about it again on the Yeah, we may. (laughs) Following the directions on the radio, Smitty showed, oh, you know what we didn't mention? Um... Arnold's setup for the to like jack into the radio uh, on the roof. Yeah, mean? but like also how it like comes down in like a huge cluster of wires and uh, plugs into the. Yeah, I'm not even sure I caught that. It's very weird because it looks like it's a direct, like yeah. closed circuit type situation, but apparently it's being broadcasted. Yeah, that's that strange. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't really dive into how that happened, but again. The kids show. Yeah. They probably weren't okay. expecting it to be dissected that hard. <laughs> well, it looks cool when they're following yeah, it up yeah. to the roof yeah. or whatever. It's and like I do like through. them doing like the practical sound effects on the roof. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. fun. Um, Although he does at one point take a fire extinguisher to his face. It just doesn't <laughs> seem safe. Doesn't add up. There's no uh, yeah. whatever's in fire extinguishers coming out. Yeah. Um, so following the directions on the radio, Smitty shows up in time to film the kids running off as Ernie chases them with his mallet. <laughs> Shortly after, Douglas Kane cuts into the local TV station and broadcasts the video. As part of Arnold's plan, Stinky lights up the water tower to like to look like an alien mothership and accidentally knocks out the power to the rest of the town. By the time Arnold and Gerald come down to see if anyone fell for it, the whole town is in chaos. <laughs> They come clean to Grandpa, and he tells them about Douglas Kane's video and what's been happening. Oh, Mama Yoni, what a night! This, oh, sorry, short man, I thought you were a package. Now, where have you two been? Can't you see that aliens are attacking and the city's in flames? Slow down, Grandpa, it was us. We did it to scare you. We did a radio show on the roof. It was us! This is no time for jokes, boys. Look! There's their mothership! Grandpa, that's the water tower. Stinky's up there. He lit it with Christmas lights. What? Well, what about them silver bulbous, ugly-looking creatures at my front door? That was Helga and Harold and all the other kids in my class. Hold your phone! That was you on the radio? Yeah, we used your old transmitter from the attic and set it up so you guys would pick up the broadcast at the Halloween party. Yeah, check this out. We interrupt this program to bring to you a special bulletin. Aliens have landed. At the Pataki's, Big Bob hears that beepers are jammed, and he takes to the streets. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite line. This is now great. it's personal. <laughs> they are pouring into the streets, and beepers are jammed everywhere. Beepers are jammed? That tears it. Now it's personal, Miriam. Hey. They don't know I've been waiting for, Miriam. Ever since North Dakota. And this time, I'm ready. Bob, please, can't we just enjoy the candlelight? You and me have had this day for a long time, baby. Stay in the house, Miriam, and don't open the door for any blasted aliens. Uh, yeah, the whole Bob pretty much getting into his, the whole, like, journey to the water tower is a amazing yeah uh it's really my favorite part um particularly something we haven't gotten to yet i just like uh, when he gets into his hummer that he's been hiding under a sheet <laughs> for this very moment like yeah apparently the beeper industry it was booming yeah oh yeah 
Um, Did uh, anybody in your family have beepers? Oh, man. I remember seeing one. My mom might have for work. Yeah. Uh, no. No beepers in your house? No beepers. Oh, we have beepers. Why? <laughs> All over my the mom, place. My mom, like, I felt like my mom got new beepers a lot. <laughs> like, I remember there just being like... But I remember one in particular that was like it was like maroon and you could kind of see through it. I thought it was like so cutting edge like that you could kind of see the wires yeah. inside. Like wow, <laughs> technology's incredible. <laughs> Beepers. I wonder if anybody still uses them. Probably like nurses or. I can't imagine why I can't you imagine would. at this point. Like you could do the same thing with your phone. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think I also like to see uh, Bob with his friends. This is weird. Yeah, and they turn out to be Harvey and uh, and, and man, now I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember their names. I also love seeing inside Harvey's apartment. Like, yeah, jazz stuff yes. all around. And, yeah. Um, and the butcher, what? Ernie, Ernie. Oh yeah, uh, Harvey and Ernie. Um, and I like Ernie's apartment too. It's like yeah. just. A table. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's very dark. There's no lights on except for the glow from the TV. He's eating yeah. like a TV dinner. Despite their pleas, the mob won't believe the kids aren't aliens and they're chased through the city. We're not aliens! We're just a bunch of kids out trading dressed as aliens! Don't be fooled by them! That's what all aliens say! Get it through your dickhead! We're just a bunch of fourth graders! Gerald try to convince people that the broadcast was fake, but no one will listen. Elsewhere, Big Bob and Douglas Kane head for the water tower. Trying to escape their attackers, Helga and the rest of the aliens get out of town and head for the water tower as well. I also love the uh, image of Gerald, and it's Gerald, Arnold, and Grandpa in the car, and yeah. with Gerald with a megaphone, yeah. like just and trying to good. calm people down. <laughs> yeah. It's just too chaotic. It's all of me! Big Bob and his friends set up a bomb to destroy the mothership as Douglas Kane broadcasts it to the world. Um, this bomb is made out of uh, a string of beepers, <laughs> just a note. <laughs> um, when you, the, you can tell they really had fun writing this episode. Yeah, like, I think it's like six dozen of his finest yeah. beepers. <laughs> Um, when the aliens finally arrive, Big Bob sets off his bomb and the water tower bursts, soaking everyone. Wait a second. Do we skip over um, the principal? The principal? It's easily the best part of the episode. That's the best part. Uh, <laughs> the principal pretty oh, much oh, giving yeah, himself yeah, yeah. up to the aliens. It just had second. nothing to do with the actual story. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> so it was just... That was like the best part when they pull yeah. up next to him and they're like, what are you doing there? Yeah. yeah. And they like, bring he, him into the car. It He's, is. He, let's just listen to it. I surrender! 
conquering heroes from outer space. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Very good. Make friends right away. Good. Please, please don't hurt me, my liege. I come bearing gifts. Hey, isn't that the school principal? Yeah, Principal Wards. Oh, I wonder if they take me hostage. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll offer to lead them to the children. Yes, that's good. That'll work. What you got there, Wards? Nothing. Nothing much. A few, uh, sort of trinkets. Chocolates nylons? I don't get it. You little worm. You were gonna surrender to the aliens, weren't you? No! No! I swear! Yeah, well, listen and listen tight. Either you grow a spine pronto and join the fight for the human race, or I'll send you home to Mrs. Wards in a chocolate box. I'm with you all the way. Go, humans, go! Go, humans, go! Fight, fight, fight! Oh, just sit down and shut up. So he's just totally embracing the alien lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just love how disgusted Bob is. And then immediately his tune changes, like, go humans, or uh, go humans, go. Yeah. Fight, fight. Uh, <laughs> fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he is great. That is a great, like, venture. It has nothing to do with anything that happens, but it ventures <laughs> off, like, That's good. into a weird side funny thing. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, that some people would just cower before. Yeah, It's like bringing, yeah. like, chocolates and, like, presents. Oh. Like, <laughs> going over, like, what he's going to say. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's good. Okay. And Bob uh, kidnapping him is <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so the water washes off all the kids' makeup. And the townspeople finally come to their senses and realize that the aliens aren't real. And this was maybe my biggest com complaint with this episode was uh, the makeup washed off so easily. Yeah. It's like all they needed was a little water. A little it water. Was, it was a powerful wash. It was a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. Several hundred gallons <laughs> of water coming we out. Should, <laughs> we should say as this is happening, uh, Bob is strangling Helga. Uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, he says, I almost killed my yeah, daughter. Yeah. Well... He doesn't. I think he falls short of quite strangling her, but he does mention it, like he's about to. Helga, is that you? Is it really you, Helga? Hello! It's been me the whole time, you big goof! Oh, holy cow! I almost killed my own daughter. Just then, Grandma ma manages to fix the power grid, and the city's lights are restored. Uh. Which is another thing that I uh, didn't note earlier, but we see Grandma for a moment in the headlights of the car, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> heading out into the streets. Yeah, I uh, forget what great. she whispers, but it's really good. Yes, And then she runs good. away, and Grandpa's just like, crazy old bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love those two. <laughs> um, all the parents take their kids home, recognizing, that their own, recognizing their own role in the hysteria and relieved that the nightmare is finally over. And finally, Grandma wishes us a happy Halloween by lighting up the water tower to look like a giant jet. I'll never do a prank like that again. Uh, what are you talking about? We terrified the entire city and nearly caused the end of the world? Oh, I'm proud of you, boy. Proud. Here, have some candy. Oh, these are cockroaches. Happy Halloween, everybody! <laughs> yeah, it's a great Halloween-type ending. Yeah, and Grandma screaming out Happy Halloween, yeah. a very typical Grandma thing. To yeah, she ends a few episodes for like her that. Character. Uh, we talked about another one where she screamed something down the episode. I did end my write an episode with her screaming. Well, maybe that's what I'm thinking know. of. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I could be thinking of that. Um, but a sound Halloween episode. Yeah, start to very finish. good. Uh, 
felt pretty good. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, <laughs> it was essentially a War of the Worlds ripoff. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, should we look at what went into it? Let's. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Um, I feel like we may have talked about this guy before, but I can't specifically remember. Um... Maurice LaMarche. Uh, he did Big Bob and Douglas Kane's voices. Okay. He, you might recognize him as the brain. You can't miss it. Yeah, he's one hundred percent the brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he's also been on Animaniacs, Freakazoid, Futurama, The Simpsons. Uh, he's done just everything. One of those voices voice that he's seen a million things. But that uh, voice he does for Kane. Yeah. Uh, is it is brains? Yes. Voice. <laughs> Um, which is also supposed to be like a Orson Welles yeah. voice ripoff. Right. Like, yeah. um, also took a look at Tress McNeil, who's Arnold's grandma. Uh, she also does voices in As Told by Ginger, Rugrats All Grown Up, and Animaniacs, the 2020 upcoming version. Oh, wow. Uh, There's yeah. a 2020 coming? Well, it's listed on IMDb. Wow. So I'm assuming it's coming. Spielberg produced? Um... Well, I didn't look, but I'm assuming. Mm. Um, interestingly, though, also both of them have been on like all these same Spielberg shows together. Yeah. Interesting. How about that? Well, I took a look at the director, uh, Jamie Mitchell. Uh, Jamie Mitchell had directed uh, six episodes of DuckTales. Oh. You DuckTales fan? Yeah, love DuckTales. Yeah, that was a good after-school uh Oh, I think of it as like a Saturday morning. Yeah, now that you say it, I think you're right. What was on after school that had airplanes? Um, <laughs> I feel like I watched something where there was flying. Tailspin, around. perhaps? Maybe Tailspin is what I'm thinking of, yeah. Airplanes. <laughs> I mean, Batman's kind of the definitive after school thing yeah. I think of. Batman, Animaniacs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she also. Or he, I guess I don't know. Uh, Jamie also directed three episodes of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, oh, 19 episodes of Tailspin. Oh, <laughs> special Specialized in uh, airplane shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 25 episodes of the animated series of Little Mermaid. Um, and then she was a supervisor, or he was a supervising director on 25 episodes of Hey Arnold, 42 episodes of Ange- a- Agent Oso. Hmm. You familiar with that show? No. Never heard it. Me either. A uh, hundred episodes of Sophia the First, which is a newer uh, Disney show, I believe, uh, as is um, 22 episodes of Fancy Nancy. Uh, so I think whoever this is, I think they mainly work with Disney now. Probably a good game. Uh, but that's a little bit about the director. you have any trivia? Um, just what Brad already hit on, that this was the... A ripoff of the 1938 radio broadcast Ooh. of War of the Worlds. 1938. Yeah. Not the Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> no. A little bit before that. But there's another Spielberg con- uh, connection. Oh, yeah. You're right. War of the Worlds. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I had that most likely, uh, you know, the reason the UFO Tonight host was named Kane is that Orson Welles uh, directed oh. maybe the most famous movie, uh, Citizen Kane. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Gotta be quick with Arnold. Quick. Do you think you think of that? Yeah. Oh, Look at this guy. <laughs> He's got it. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, do you, I'm, I'm sure you do. Some stray observations. 
Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I know you caught the name of the alien show uh, that Arnold and Gerald were watching. Not the not the Kane show, but the first oh, one that was uh, on. the Z Files. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the Z Files. A, a, a good take on, I'm sure, the X Files. Yeah, I'm, I assume. Uh, did you catch where the pizza's from? Where the pizza's from? Uh, at the beginning of the episode, they got a pizza on the table. Unbelievable, yes. <laughs> it was from Vito's. It was from Vito's. Unfortunately, the version I was watching was flipped, so everything was backwards. Uh, so it made yeah. hard to read some of the uh, <laughs> finer details. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to note uh, Douglas Kane's description of the Earth. Did you catch this? Like he's no. at the beginning of his show, he just describes it as a small, a small spinning fragment of solar driftwood. <laughs> uh, did you happen to catch any of the shows that were on the spinning wheel uh, for um, the show Bob was watching? Right when like it's like right when he sees the invasions happening, the show he's wa- he's like Mario like our shows uh, on the ants or like the things that it could land yeah, on. Yeah, man, I. I did not, but I did note that he was about to watch The Wheel. Yeah. The Witch, I yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, all right. The Wheel, the options on The Wheel were Oops, Bye Bye, No Cigar, New Car, Sia, Winner, Whole Enchilada, <laughs> Sucker, Loser, Spin Again, and SOL. Ah. <laughs> so your chances to win aren't very good. Uh, no, they're very bad. <laughs> um, I think I, I did pause on that for a second. I just couldn't read them all. Um, definitely couldn't get whole enchilada. Oh. It was like squeezed in there. I don't know how you read that. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe. maybe. None of those were on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Bob was abducted, what was he doing? Oh, he was delivering something. Can't remember what. Yeah, yeah. Not beepers. I know where he was. <laughs> yeah, he was in North oh. Dakota, right? Yeah, Dakota. you're right about that. Um, well, he was specifically driving a pickup truck full of cut-rate Canadian transistors. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, there's like the Canadian uh, like maple leaf all over everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, well, what uh, which street um, is the invasion taking place on? Um, after the abduction, where does Bob find himself wandering around? Oh, no idea. I can't remember. <laughs> In the parking lot of the Royal Fork Smorgasbord. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, did you happen to see what radio station uh, they were listening to? I just happened to. Yeah. 104.0? You got it. That zero gets cut off, so yeah. it's, it looks like 104.u. But, yeah, I guess the same thing. Uh, did you catch... I tried to catch as many um, costumes as I could. Uh, did you happen to know any of the costumes people were wearing throughout the episode? Just Grandma. Oh, Grandma Ooh. was... A, a witch with bagpipes? Yeah. Some sort yeah. of like Scottish <laughs> yeah. witch that I just enjoyed for no apparent reason. Um, I did notice a samurai. Um, I think there was a caveman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now there's a vampire and a nurse. And then obviously yeah. the two Frankensteins. Two Frankensteins. And yeah. I'm not quite sure what Grandpa was supposed to be. Some sort of goblin. A witch. Oh, he was oh, a yeah. witch. <laughs> they say at the start of the episode, yeah. Uh, Ernie's an executioner. Uh, Mr. Wins Frankenstein. Last year he was Bride Frankenstein, he mentions. Uh, but other other things I saw... Uh, um, there was a on the street. There was a kid walking around in a dice, like as a die, like dice. Oh, costume, <laughs> a zombie, a robot, a cat, a ballerina, a crayon, a fly. Uh, at the party, I saw Einstein, as you said, a nurse, caveman, a skeleton, and a mermaid. That's about as many as I could yeah. find. Nice. Um, did you get Grandpa's license plate? Oh, wow, that's a great one. No. It was backwards, but was <laughs> it was it head or mead or something like that? It's close. Wow. Heap. 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 Wow. Um, okay. Uh, what was the TV studio called uh, where Kane was? Yeah. Based um, man, I want to say it was Channel Thirteen. Um, but I know there's more to it. Not much more. Yeah. Uh, it's Television B. Oh, Television and then B TV. Oh, yeah. TV. Um, there's, in the background, you can briefly catch one of the stores going by, like, as they're kind of freaking out. I think it's when Bob's getting the principal. I didn't catch it. Um, it's a used food store. That's <laughs> oh. why I noted it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, the kids mention, um, costumes they'd rather go as than aliens initially. Pirate was one of them. Pirate. Oh, man. I don't know. Vikings and clams as well. Well, my last one was just uh, what Brad already mentioned, the number of beepers on the uh, bomb. What was that number again? Was it six dozen? Yeah. His finest beepers. (laughs) It's a lot of beepers. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, IMDb gave this episode an 8.2 out of 10, which is respectable. uh, TV.com, it's a 9.1 out of 10. Wow. Okay. Um, so out of five Kreb stars, what did you give Arnold's Halloween? Um, I gave it a four. Four out of five. That was a solid episode. Yep. Uh, not quite to the standard for me as like some of the earlier episodes, but like still a really fun one. Um, loved seeing the aliens, with how they looked as aliens. That was really cool. Yeah. And the whole War, War of the World things thing uh, worked out well for this show, like... Um, seeing all the neighborhood people like running around was kind of fun. And, you know, yeah. It was just cool. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Well, what, three and a half? Wow. Three yeah. and a half. I freaking hated this thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't original. It wasn't a really good Hey Arnold episode. Hmm. It, was, it was all right. Yeah. Was okay. Hmm. Um,. Are you big on Halloween episodes? Or, I mean, we've probably talked about it, but... No, I don't really like the holiday special episodes. Wow, none of the holidays. They no really, holidays? They don't really do it for me. Huh. Not even Christmas episodes? Especially not Christmas. Well, yeah, I feel... But bad. you like Christmas I movies. I like Christmas movies. <laughs> yes. One in particular. Yeah, I know. <laughs> one in particular. Come Jingle on. all the way? No. Maybe. Well, well, that actually, should I mean, be the one. Give me a break. <laughs> love Actually, my friend. I love Actually. <laughs> Uh, yes, but I the... like that your gut reaction was jingle all the way. I, I do love jingle all the way, probably more than I should. 
I uh, I did introduce uh, my nephews to Jingle All the Way. Oh, and they nice. were really into it. Really? <laughs> I was so happy because it really could have gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so three and a half. I also gave it a four. Mm. Um, seemed like a good episode. Not the best Arnold episode. I just struggle a little bit with um, these shows that are typically like 12-minute segments going mm. to full length. Yeah. They just feel, you can sometimes just feel the runtime a little bit. Um, Since you mentioned that, uh, I really didn't feel that with this particular one. Hmm. I know what you're saying, yeah. and you're definitely right. Uh, I just felt like this was pretty moving pretty well. Yeah, yeah it wasn't, it, it was, in comparison to some, it yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, and I liked a lot about it. I thought, yeah. like, you know, even though they borrowed the concept, it was done in a kind of delightful way. Uh, love the really love any excuse to kind of include Bob in a funny way rather than like a depressing, yeah. uh, mean way. Yeah. Uh, and I thought he kind of steals. Well, I thought Principal Short uh, Warps stole the episode, but uh, <laughs> I thought the, I like the inclusion of Bob. Uh, and uh, it's it's just fun to see people in Halloween costumes. Yeah. Like I, this episode really went out of their way to like kids going door to door and people dressed up. Yeah, it felt very Halloween uh, ish. Yeah. Ooh, I did like Grandpa's Halloween candies, worms. And oh, that was great! Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. They never that really explained really what they actually are. I figured they're really. It seems like they were just trying to scare them away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Um, Arnold's just like so good with a lot of with having a lot of characters. Like it just feels really full, and like the whole neighborhood's just like in on it all the time i yeah. love that yeah though you do kind of lose the kids a little bit like the big group of kids all looking like aliens besides Helga yeah. and harold it's kind of hard to tell like yeah. what's happening but um it was good it was good this was the first time i had seen the episode i don't uh, remember this from the i 90s. don't remember this at all either um but according to online this is one they played like once it aired they played it every year uh, for halloween um but i do yeah. vaguely remember it but it didn't it was fresh yeah. rewatching it. You know? It was fun. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to name the episode? Oh, yeah. I call this one Invasion of the Beeper Snatchers. Oh. <laughs> that is really good. Really good. <laughs> Um, Brett doesn't even look like he wants to share his <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Mine sucks. Mine's just Arnold's War of the World. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> well, I have three that I really like. Jeez. I think I'm going to go with the one that I think will lose, mm. but I that I like mm, the most. Okay. And I'll share the, yeah. after I'll share. Um, so I'm going with The Aliens Are Due on Vine Street. Ah. Uh. Which is yeah, a, I like that. That's which is good. a play on the Twilight Zone episode. Uh, the monsters are doing. Yeah, Street. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, my other ones were Hillside Hoax. Okay. Which yeah. I think would have been a crowd pleaser, maybe. <laughs> and then uh, Arnold's Aliens, which. Uh, mm. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, All right. So I think you picked the best one. Uh, go around again. Um, I can't remember. Invasion of the Beeper Snatchers. Arnold's War of the Worlds. And the aliens are due on Vine Street. We'll post that, our first uh, Podtober uh, name an episode, and you guys can vote. Um, oh, speaking of ratings, I you know, on our last... <laughs> not speaking of ratings, but uh, <laughs> on our last episode, which was a month ago at this point, 
um, roundhouse sports. Mm-hmm. I'm really reevaluating my rating system because I have some deep regrets about giving. Oh, not roundhouse sports. Uh, Welcome freshman. Oh, okay. Uh, the people versus Walter, yeah. which I gave a four to. Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, it was nuts. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to reevaluate my rating system. I know that you go back a lot and like yeah. see what you've given other stuff, and I don't do that. But I think I'm gonna start trying to do that because that episode's not a four. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, more. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I know. It's. I was actually looking at some of my last Halloween ratings mm. uh, as I was going through this, and I realized I think I probably overrated Shelby Wu. I give it a three. And I mean, you know, I liked it all right, but it's, you know, it's not better than Hey Dude. No. Like, it wasn't better than one of those Hey Dude. At most, it would be at the level of, yeah. 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 I think it's, uh, I think you and Chris were both right to say, uh, what the hell to my forearm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, just a side note there. I'm really going to start trying to work on my ratings. Uh, but we do have a, uh, a listener email, which has been uh, sitting in our inbox for about two months. Waiting for this episode? <laughs> um, well, I will say it's a very long letter, and uh, I think we probably get pre- I think we get preferential treatment to shorter emails. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, is from Jacob, who's been a very uh, loyal listener, and so I really want to make sure we uh, share the letter here. Uh, So this is from Jacob. Uh, It's about our our dream snick tapes. Oh, love it. Uh, So he said, Dear my little VHS Vikings, (laughs) Originally I chose baseball as the theme for my homemade snick tape, but then I ran into a problem. As I was finishing my lineup, I came across Cameron's letter during your Stoop Kid podcast and discovered that many of her snick picks were identical to my own. Not wanting to retread the same ground, I recreated an entirely different tape. It's called Nick Snicks Off the Rails, with the theme being trains. Uh, I'm just loco loco for locomotives, and it's 99.9% Nick's fault. Uh, The majority of the episodes in my tape are what got me into trains in the first place. So let's get the show on the road. Uh, 8 o'clock. The Adventures of Pete and Pete, The Good, The Bad, and The Lucky. Oh. When little Pete's lucky penny loses its luck, he leaves it on the railroad tracks so that the midnight special can run it over and restore its power. However, after learning his penny could cause the train to derail, Pete and his friends set out on a journey to get the penny back while also avoiding Pitstain's game. With this episode, you're starting Snick Off strong. The story serves as a powerful, powerfully gripping jumping on, jumping on point for kids of all types and interests, whether they're into trains or not. It's memorably adventurous and full of high stakes, being basically a cross between Stand By Me and The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> wow. Dang, yeah. He says in the best possible way. Uh, the narrative slowly builds to the reveal of the train, and when it finally makes its official entrance, it's dramatically exciting and ceremoniously starts off my tape's theme with momentum. We're on our way, boys. That's great. That's a good one. Yeah. 8.30? Ah. The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. The train mystery. (laughs) Angie takes the Nostalgia Express to Washington, D.C. for an interview about a summer internship. Naturally, Shelby and Vince tag along. Soon, an architect goes missing on the train, and Shelby and her friends decide to go to get to the bottom of the mystery. 
Now that everyone is on board with this locomotive-themed marathon, it feels right to take our adventure inside a train, and this episode delivers. Thanks to the story, t- story taking place entirely at night and in just one location, the narrative feels atmospheric, cramped, and a bit dangerous at times. It's, a, uh, it's, a ver- it's very much a fun throwback sort of adventure in the vein of Murder on the Orient Express and old noir films, just with a bit more humor. Probably just a little bit more. <laughs> uh, I think you guys would enjoy this tale, especially if you like Shelby Wu looking like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. I do really like that uh, setup for some reason. Just uh, on the, tr- the on train, train mystery? Like the, uh, and I feel like that's used a lot, the train um, murder mystery. Yeah. Where everybody's dressed up. Yeah. Um, for some, I mean, I don't know why. It seems like I've seen that in multiple things, but I like that setup. Agree. Kind of yeah. interesting. Did you see the new murder on the Orient? Yeah. Um, I didn't love it. Okay. I just felt like it was middling, very middling. That's what it seemed. I mean, I didn't see it, but uh, his nine o'clock or nine o'clock to nine fifteen. Harold. Hey Arnold. Das Subway. The gang oh. encounters trouble while traveling on the subway. While the last episode showed the fun and excitement in riding a train at night, this episode showed the madness and insanity in getting trapped in a train at night. Yes, a subway train isn't technically a traditional locomotive like others featured on my list, but I think this episode still adheres to my theme nicely and gives the kids watching this VHS a break off of the live action stuff. Uh, 9.15 to 9.30, Hey Arnold, Haunted Train. Whoa. We've we've been chugging... Wow, there was a lot of train episodes. (laughs) I was not quite aware of this. Uh, We've been chugging along quite nicely up to this point, but since we're nearing the end of the tape, I think it's time to change tracks and delve into some truly dark stories to keep the audience on their toes. With Haunted Train, we're now in horror territory. I know Vince picked this story for his snick tape, but it was simply too good to leave out. It's enjoyably spooky with tons of creepy images and references. The sequence where Engine 25 derails is unsettling and intense. And I think you probably could pick oh. 9.30. What do you think? I'm going to say, I'm going to use my divine powers <laughs> to guess train magic. You got it. Uh. <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of Train Magic. Which, in our interview with DJ McHale, he said was one of, he thinks, the most underrated episodes of the series. You know what? I didn't watch it from beginning to end this last time, but I like kind of briefly went through it, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of, I'm on board with that. I'd be willing to give it another shot. Yeah. Like, I always think of it as not a great one, but I'm, I'd like to revisit it. Yeah. Well, he says uh, it's, it's a tale about a young boy grieving over the death of his conductor father, um, becomes obsessed with trains and railroads, and one day finds himself repeatedly returning to a train nightmare. We've reached our last stop in the marathon, and it's a doozy. I saved this one for last because the tale of train magic is simply the best train story Nick has ever made. It's the sort of tale that's enthusiastic about its subject matter, and that uh, that aggressive enthusiasm is super infectious. The episode makes trains feel alive, imbuing them with a magic that is so tangible and real that you have no choice but to believe in it too. It's a riveting ma- it's riveting magic, and it's sometimes scary, but truly unforgettable. The tale of train magic penetrates my earliest childhood memories of watching 90s Nickelodeon, and I can't help but confess that the episode has been with me my entire life. The story has some serious impact, and I can personally vouch for that. Because of train magic in particular, whenever I think of 90s Nick, I think of trains. And whenever I think of trains, my head naturally wanders in the direction of 90s Nick. If you want to end your train-related snick tape with a bang, go for this story. 
it'll make all the kiddies replay the rather niche VHS over and over again. <laughs> Sincerely, Jacob. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was a really great, really nicely curated tape. Yeah. A lot of thought put into that. Yeah. Maybe more thought than we put in. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, jo- I'm, I'm joking. Your tape, your tape was killer. Uh, it was um, TV. Yeah, TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I really liked that. And, uh, you know, Trains is one of those things, like, I never really got into as a kid, but uh, I was always kind of, like, fascinated that people were fascinated by them. It's like, yeah. I'm interested to, like, know what it is that, like, does yeah. it for people, you know? There was a restaurant near where we grew up that I loved going to. Um, it's not open anymore, but it had the train thing going around the entire top huh. of it. It was it was a cool place. It had a this really cool train set that, and I just loved watching Interesting. it. I never wanted to build one, yeah. but I appreciated a good train set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like watching them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another thing about that place, they would have TVs on on Sunday morning. And uh, I really remember my family would go to church on Sunday mornings, and then after we'd go to this place, and for whatever reason, Nick would be on a lot. And I remember watching Ah Real Monsters. Huh. Like for whatever time church got out Sunday morning, wow. and Nick Ah Real Monsters always seemed to be on. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a really great like kid experience. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was all right. like, well, the trains weren't an afterthought, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, well, that wraps up uh, Arnold's Halloween. Yeah. Um, what are we doing for our next Podtober episode? Next one. Next week. <laughs> next time. <laughs> oh, he's excited, folks. <laughs> uh, we got quite an episode. Um, we're going to be talking the unfit, the tale of the unfinished painting versus the tale of the mystical mirror. Hmm. Um, but our, uh, but our arguers will be. Um, your host Joey and Chris. Yeah. Are, oh, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, me and Chris fighting. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Two people who don't easily let a conversation die. Yeah, no, <laughs> looking forward to this. Our special three-hour episode. <laughs> and you've got such a good uh, record going right now with these verses. I can't think of another person more suited to this challenge than Chris. I just feel like he's going to bring it. He will absolutely be up for it. Uh, he'll be defending Mystical Mirror, and I'll be defending Unfinished Painting. Uh, neither episode, like I think, um, highly loved by fans, but conceptually interesting to yes, compare. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot in common. And I like them both quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm happy I... They're I, not my like, top-tier episodes, but I think they're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't, don't uh, give away your hand. Okay. Um, no, it'll be fun, and I'm, I expect Chris to go for blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, you can email us, as Jacob did, at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, leave us a review. A special shout out to uh, someone who left us a five star review, KMBH22. A very nice, a very nice review on iTunes, and that really helps other people find us too. Um, so uh, keep those coming. Um, it's always great to hear from you guys. And, uh, Brett, have a good one. <laughs> Happy October to you. Yeah. Wait, I forget. Fall guy. Sucks. Okay. Yeah. No, not agreed. a fall guy. Agreed. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> what's, what's your beef again with fall? cold things are dying 
it's gonna be winter soon. Mm -hmm. Gotta wear pants, sweaters. Oh, you're not with all this stuff. I mean, I like pants. You're a pants guy. Yeah, I like pants. But besides that, I agree. And I agree that shorts are freeing. So summer's great. You go outside. Not hating yourself because it's nice outside. I'm definitely putting up a poll of pants versus shorts. I'm not even gonna respect the results because I know it's gonna be pants. What would you vote for? Um. You like both. It's tough. I do like both. I like them equally in my real life. I'm not sure I like, can Like, who really wears pick. pants around the house, like, on the regular? No one, because they're Well, that's a little bit of a different thing. You know what, though? It, when it's cold outside, it tends to be a little bit colder in the house, and I just tend to wear, want to wear pants in that scenario. Here in Okay. Shorts. Yeah. I agree with you on all other points <laughs> about fall not being good. Um... It looks nice. Anyway. I need to write this down so we remember all future <laughs> to ask all future guys' pants for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we hope to see you all on the next episode of Podtober.